Before we begin today's podcast, I've got an exciting announcement. Starting on January 9th in 2021, the Treasured Tribe will be walking through our 21-day challenge video e-course together. If you're interested in discovering our grace-based daily process to transform your life through the power of God's Word, or maybe it is that you know the Nourish Method, but you just need to hit that reset button on spending time with God and His Word every day, join us. It's easy. Just take these three easy steps. Number one, visit our website and go to the Treasured Tribe landing page. Number two, sign up for the Treasured Tribe. And number three, put hello at treasuredministries.com in your contacts so that you'll get all of our emails that will be sharing more information about how, where, and when we'll begin. It's going to be great. We're even going to be doing weekly Zoom meetings together. How fun is that? So join us. I can't wait to see you there. And now... On with today's podcast. Hey there, I'm Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries. Welcome to the Live Treasured Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here and Merry, Merry Christmas to you. Today we actually have a Merry Christmas message. I'm going to be teaching you out of the Christmas story today. Uh, and we're going to be looking at Joseph. Sometimes I think Joseph is downplayed uh, in, in light of everything that was going on. But this really, when you look inside of his story, God gives us biblical principles on how we can handle when we're faced with conflict. And I want to ask you a question as I begin this Christmas message. Are you at a crossroads? Are you at a situation in life that seems confusing confusing, and you need clarity? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about how our focus determines our filter from which we make decisions and a mindset to the spirit yields life in peace. All right, so let's begin. I'm going to be reading to you the scripture and here's how it starts. Verse 18, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Joseph was faced with a conflict. He was at a crossroads, and life suddenly didn't make sense, right? I mean, here was Mary, who he was engaged to be married to, and the law was very clear about what his rights were uh, inside of his faith, even. But we know that Joseph was a godly man because it says that he did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement 
quietly. And the first point that I want to make to you is that we know that Joseph was a righteous man, right? And and not only did he have a right standing with God, but we can tell that he had the love of God for people because of the way he wanted to treat Mary. And my first point to you is this, is that just because you're walking with God and following God, And walking righteously does not mean that we won't face conflict, that we won't be at the crossroads of things that don't make sense. And I don't know about you, but I need to be continually reminded upon that because if I'm looking for my circumstances to all, you know, just work out, well, that's not really a realistic goal if you're going to be a Christ follower? Are you facing a conflict and you don't know what's going on? And perhaps it is that it's not because you're not walking righteously, but that God is getting ready to do something beautiful in your life. And here's what I want you to see is that the conflict that Joseph was facing, because really he had every right to disgrace her publicly. And he had every right to, to just, you know, uh, just, uh, uh, just end this thing. Right. But there was a conflict and I believe deep down in my being that there was something inside of Joseph because he was so close to God that told him, maybe this isn't right. And see you and I will continually face conflicts in the mind of a in the mind of our flesh versus the mind of the spirit right here's what romans 8 5 through 8 says for those who are according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh but those who are according to the spirit the minds on the things of the spirit for the mindset on the flesh is death but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, I want to talk to you about uh, a way of thinking about the law, because really um, the law in this case we know uh, is, is representative of the law of God, right? But but here is what I want to say to you is that we can just say to ourselves, well, I don't follow that. I'm, this passage doesn't apply to me. But I want to ask you a question. What laws do you follow religiously? I mean, are there laws that you have set up in your mind by your life that was conditioned apart from God. In other words, what are your I shoulds that you cemented into your being because you wanted love and acceptance or you're trying to survive? In other words, I should try to please others and make them happy, or I should have the approval of everyone around me, or I should never be rejected, or I should never say no, I should never express my feelings so I can appear to be nice, I should 
never have conflict in my life. I should always try to do what others want or need from me. Do you have the I shoulds that you created before you knew the Lord? And does God want you to use a new filter from which to make decisions? Because you see, if Joseph had a fallen back on Old Testament law, And said, well, there's something that's not sitting right, but here's what the law says, and here's what my parents have taught me. It would have gone much differently for Mary, right? Another thing that you and I can can follow inside of our, our flesh, right, is not just our I shoulds, but the I see. The flesh also means what I perceive with my senses, what I see. Right, And what he saw was that Mary was pregnant and they had not had sexual relations yet. And see, God calls us to walk differently. If we're going to set our mind on things of the spirit, we must walk by faith and not by sight. Here's another thing that happens. It's not only the I should or the I see, it's the I perceive whatever my feelings and desires are. And this one is one that I am really, really working on right now. You know, that emotion commotion. I mean, I, I don't know, but I would imagine that Joseph had this internal conflict. I'm sure that he had feelings for Mary and maybe he felt rejected and maybe If he would have acted out on emotion, maybe it would have not gone for Mary. But see, the Bible says this in verse 20. As he considered this, Joseph considered before acting. He didn't immediately react to what he knew the law was in the Old Testament and what he should do. He didn't immediately react to what he saw with his eyes. He didn't immediately react to what I believe he was probably feeling at the time, which was immense betrayal. The Bible says that he considered. One of the most powerful things that you and I can do when we stand at a crossroads, when we're facing conflict, is to stop and consider. My anchor of truth this week went right along with this message. It was Jeremiah 6, 16, and it says, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. What is it that's going on and it's confusing and you're at a crossroads? Would you be willing to just stop? And consider that we can take a step back to get God's perspective and his filter, which is the Holy Spirit revealing God's truth to us. Because God's truth always triumphs over my reason truth, right? And what he saw with his eyes was that Mary was pregnant. And what he knew of Old Testament law was that he had every right to end this. But it says that he considered. Joseph was a righteous man. Joseph was close to the Lord. 
Joseph responded, but he didn't react out of his feelings. And it says, and when he had considered this, and you know what happened when he had considered this, that the angel came to him and he gave him God's perspective. That verse, Jeremiah 6, 16, it says, this is what the Lord says, stop at the crossroads and look around. And then it says, ask for the old godly way. James 1, 5 uh, through 6 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to us all generously without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without doubting. No one who doubts is like a surf on the sea driven Oh, for the one who doubts, it's like the surf of the sea drizzen and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect what he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. And for me, a lot of times this happens when my flesh is wrestling with what my spirit, with what the Holy Spirit is telling me. And many times... It becomes hard to discern because it feels like something I should do. I can see it very plainly, but we have to pull back and say, what did God say? Because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit reveals truth and that you and I walk by faith and not by sight. So number one is that we must stop. And we must consider. Jeremiah 10, 23 and 24 says this. I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own. We are not able to plan our own course. So correct me, Lord, but please be gentle. Are you at a crossroads in your life and you don't understand? I want to ask you a question. Have things fallen apart? And you don't understand. Are you perhaps like Joseph? And maybe it is even inside of your own relationship, inside of your own marriage. You're embarrassed, right? And you don't understand. It's in those times that we must go to God and ask for his direction. And so number one is that Joseph considered before he acted. And number two is that God was generous and he gave him wisdom. And Joseph had confidence in God's counsel. It says this, verse 20, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of God, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save the people from his sin. And so Joseph had counsel from God. One of my very favorite passages uh, that's a prophecy about Christmas comes from Isaiah 9 through 6. It says, for unto us a son, a for a child is born to us, pardon me, a son is given to us and the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, 
mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Did you hear that? Many blessings in those attributes of the Lord Jesus, but the one that pops out at me the most inside of this passage is he is my wonderful counselor. Anybody listening today at a crossroads and you need counsel, John 14, 12 says this, and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate or counselor who will never leave you. You are not alone at this crossroads. If you are a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit, and he is your wonderful counselor. That verse in John goes on to say, he is the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. And so Joseph heard this dream. Now, here's the really amazing, awesome part of this. It said that he acted on this. It said, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. Verse 25, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Mm. Joseph chose actions that aligned not with what he saw, not with what he uh, felt like maybe he should do according to Old Testament law, but he, his actions aligned with the word of the Lord that came to him through the angel. You know, today, one of the most powerful ways that God speaks to us is through his word. And you can go to the word of God every day and you can ask God to speak to you. And that's one of the most powerful ways that in this time of chaos, where there's information at us coming from all angles and and we want to say, what's true? I don't know what's true anymore because this leader is lying and that leader is lying. The word of God is your truth. And the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, John 14, 12, will reveal truth to you when you spend time in his word. And when you go to the word of God every morning and just say, Lord, speak truth to me. I'm ready to listen. And sometimes for me, he speaks like a flood. And other days, it might just be a word or two. But every day, God will meet you in his word as you make time for him. So Joseph considered, then he had confidence in God's wise counsel, and then he chose his actions to align with the word of God, right? James 1, 2 says, but don't just listen to God's word, you must do it. (laughs) Otherwise, you're just fooling yourselves. Sometimes it's really hard to take that third step of actually doing what God says. Listen again to that verse, Jeremiah 6, 16. This was my anchor of truth this week. This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. 
ask for the old godly way and walk in it. And then it says this, travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. In other words, it's not just listening to the word and maybe doing it the first day. It's that continual surrender to the word that God has given you. Are you at a crossroads this Christmas and you're confused and you're conflicted? And maybe it is that you're in a situation where you're embarrassed or you're angry or you're in a situation where people just don't understand. I mean, Joseph, who would understand what Joseph did? You can't hide a pregnant woman, right? Who would understand that, right? And you're at a crossroads. And sometimes as believers, we find ourselves at a crossroads and we cannot people please anymore, right? And we cannot worry about what other people think and, and all those shoulds that we've packed our lives with because we thought that they would bring us life. We must stop at the crossroads and look around, ask for God's counsel, wait for his word and then travel in it. So the first thing is, if you're faced with conflict in your life, the first thing that I want you to say is respond with an attitude of gratitude. Because your great mighty God is getting ready to build your faith and do something amazing. I've seen this over and over and over again in my life. And any time there's a conflict and any time I want to throw the talon and any time I'm at the crossroads, I have to remind myself to pause and to praise him because he's put me in a place where I say, God, only you know the road I need to take. Only your opinion of me means the most in this situation. And it's a beautiful thing, right? Number two, you must consider with confidence God's wise counsel. And that means that you must pause from the hustle, that you must pause from those feelings that are driving you like a force maybe. You must pause from what you're perceiving that you see in your eyes and take a rest by spending time in God's word. And I want to say something about this. You know, the first thing that we should do whenever you and I are faced with a conflict is not to call our friends, right? Instead of going to the phone, we need to go to the throne. And the Bible does tell us that the council, that the war is one in the council of many and that godly counsel is a good thing to have in our life. But it should never be your God and it should never eclipse, right, God's wisdom in your life. I wonder if Joseph would have gone to his parents what they would have told him. The Bible doesn't record any of that. But my point is, is that you are accountable to God. And so he must be that first person that you go to to gain that wisdom. Number three is this. Then you must wait for your word. 
You must wait for your word. And this is the hardest part. But sometimes, you know, I I remember this summer I was asking God, begging God for wisdom on, on treasured ministries. And I said, oh, just please tell me what to do. I was at a crossroads about something. Please tell me what to do. And the Lord said to me, until you take the first step I've told you, I'm not going to tell you steps number two. And the first step that he told me to take was to spend some time having a sabbatical rest, which for me is very hard to do because I love the work that I do and I don't have trouble putting work down. And that was a hard step of obedience for me to take. But until I paused and rested, I couldn't hear God's next step. We must wait for his word. And then once we get that word from God, and and let me say this, in order to hear his word, you have to position yourself to hear it. And if you're... Uh, if you're just out of the rhythm of doing that, or, you know, we've heard from so many women that have told us that because of COVID, that it's really interrupted their daily rhythm of spending time with God or just their spiritual journey, we're going to go through the 21-day challenge together in the Treasure Tribe. Go to our website and sign up and join us and be a part of it, right? Because in order to hear from God, we have to position ourselves to hear from him. And then the last thing, after you receive your word, and this is big, don't discuss it, just do it. You know, sometimes God will give me a word and, and I might find myself telling others and giving them the explanation. And when that happens, sometimes I have to stop myself because I have to say, Eileen, You know, did you really believe that word that God gave you? Or are you looking for man to validate it for you? You know, if we're going to walk in victory. And when I mean walking in victory, I don't mean that every circumstance works out peachy keen. I mean that you're receiving truth, listening to truth, and traveling inside of that truth, right? We can't look to people to validate it. See, here's the thing. Well-meaning people that love you may not have that filter for that the Lord has given you through the Holy Spirit revealing truth through his word, and that might create confusion, right? You might get back into the flesh again, and that conflict of going back and forth and being double-minded might present itself. And see, here's the thing. God will always tell others the truth that you need to partner with without you saying a word. You know, I love inside of the Christmas story, love it, that when Mary was pregnant with Jesus, God gave her Elizabeth. Why? Because Elizabeth would understand. And here's the bottom line. Everyone else might think you're crazy, but God will give you And he will reveal truth to those people that you need to partner with. You see, our focus determines our filter from which we make decisions. And a mind set to the spirit yields life and peace. And the bottom line is this. You know, after Joseph 
took Mary, um, you know, the Christmas store. We all know so well. He went to the end. There was no room in the end, right? And then, and and so you know. And my point in pointing this out is that um, many times, if I'm following the Lord, it it doesn't mean that everything works out probably the way that we would have intended it, right? But the bottom line is, and every day we need to be asking ourselves, Lord, am I where you want me to be? Am I doing what you want me to do? And that, that is a win. That is how we walk in victory. I pray this Christmas, wherever it finds you, that you stay healthy inside of this crazy pandemic that has hit us. And whenever it is that you feel that conflict and crossroads that you may be facing, may you remember, Joseph, that you would have the courage to pause on those feelings that are pushing you or your eyes shoulds from your past or what you're seeing with your eyes, pause long enough to pray and ask God for the way that you should travel because it is in that that you find life and peace. Jesus is our Emmanuel, God with us, God for us, the Holy Spirit our wonderful counselor leading us by faith, step by step by step. Merry Christmas, and thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to seeing you next week. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, would you be willing to take five minutes to write a review or rate our podcast? That helps us to grow and reach more women. Thanks again for joining us. See you next week. Bye-bye.